to Border, the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Voted on by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association. The award-winning Wendy's Big Show. Let's get ready. Wendy's Big Show. This is the Wendy's Big Show with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, former Badger and Packers running back Gary Ellerson, and the inventor of the Lambo Leap, Pro Football Hall of Famer Leroy Butler. Wendy's Big Show, serving up hot and fresh, live from the Lakeland University studios. Lakeland University now offering co-op credit for work experience. Learn your way at lakeland.edu. A Friday is here. Mm-hmm. Kind of a gloomy, overcast Friday, a little bit down in southeastern Wisconsin, as we are doing the show from. See Sparky Fiver, the Pro Football Hall of Famer. Oh my God, it's Leroy Butler. Other side of the glass, executive producer Adam Roberts. Gary Ellerson off today, golfing in the Charles Woodson Golf Tournament. Uh, Monday, Gary Ellerson and Roy Butler golfing in the Packer Hall of Fame uh, Mm -hmm. golf outing. Uh, So that will be a lot of uh, fun as well. Any of your uh, former teammates coming back for that, Leroy, for the uh, Packer Hall of Fame golf tournament? I'm not sure. Um, It's hard to say for that. I wish most of the guys would come back. Um, is there the, a limit to who can come back and who can't? Do they no, only invite no, certain people? No, you can come on back. If you play for the Packers, you can come on back. So anybody can come back and play. And it's it. a bad time of the year for a lot of people. I mean, I get it. Because we've been moving, they've been moving around because of COVID the last couple of years. But normally it's in July at, at the Bull. And um, and that's the the good thing about it. You get surprised. Like, oh, there's such, you haven't seen these guys in right. forever. So. We're looking forward to that. Yeah, that should be a lot of fun. fun. So that'll be on uh, Monday. Those yeah, guys. Shout out to Sam Cluck there. and those guys. They do a great job. Uh, this uh, Brewers baseball team, uh, they're trying to do a good job. They're up three games now in the division over the St. Louis Cardinals. They are in first place, uh, and they need certain guys to get going, one of which is this dude right here. You would see him next. That's a base hit. Adamas in the left field. Here comes Davis. He'll try to score. The throw all the way in. Davis is in there. It was a good throw from Peterson, but Bart could not pick it, and Davis slides in safely, and we are tied at two. Uh, call there, Brian Anderson. Uh, good job by Vinny Rutino filling in last night as analyst on Bally Sports uh, Wisconsin, uh, even though some of y'all struggled uh, to get the broadcast to work for y'all. They, boy, oh boy, I don't know if you saw this last night. People mm. were mad at them last night on Twitter. Because apparently those people that had Spectrum, I think, mm-hmm. were having issues. I have DirecTV. So oh, because it was frozen? I had no issues. Um, but I'm watching all these other people on Twitter just freaking out like, ah, screwed, I'm going to bed. Or, ah, forget it, I'm just going to watch something else. Well, yeah, well, they yeah, they I, finally I, gave up. And then, at one point, Valley Sports Wisconsin was like, please send us your zip codes where you're having problems. They were trying mm-hmm. to reach out. And they were saying that it's fine on their end. They don't know what's going on, that it must be yeah, a spectrum. Like the picture was frozen. That, was that happening to you? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what all was going on, but there were a bunch yeah, of angry Yeah, my nephew woke me up because I was doing a, um, my cooking thing, and it's a West Coast link. So um, they were like, hey, we're doing your thing, and you know your brewers are playing the Giants. I'm like, yeah, but you know, what's the score? And, they, and then I just saw people's faces change online. I was like, what's going on? Well, 
the picture's not coming through. And then one of the young men, he was like, mine looks fine. Yeah, direct TV, I had no problem yeah, with. So my I producer, don't... he's from Milwaukee. So when we we were on the same link looking at the five people in California or in L.A., and they were, because they're Giants fans, of course. And me and his was frozen. So my nephew started texting me, because, you know, he's a big brewer, Bucks, Packer, Big Show, everything. He was getting all frustrated. And then all of a sudden he said it works. So he was fine. Yeah, I, I have no idea. I don't understand how it, it works. One of those. It could be weather. But I don't understand one. why it works for one provider and not the other provider. That's I'm just glad I'm they won, Steve. I'm glad they won, too. And, and Willie the Adamas. the team on the road. Yes. Willie Adamas was the big RBI hit there, as get we talked about. It. He's got to get going. Uh, and this here uh, was... Uh, luck, maybe, right? You make your own here luck. Go. You got to make contact go. with the baseball to Just get go lucky. To church and let it, it be. It, it, this year was it was, was kind of lucky. <laughs> One ball, two strikes. Davis, slow roller. And this is going to stay fair, and this will be a base hit for Davis. Yelich scores. And the okay, Brewers yeah. have the lead in the 10th inning. Put the ball in play, and it works out for Jonathan Davis. It's an RBI single, and it is 3-2 Milwaukee. So, uh, again, a very slow roller down the third base line that was Didn't starting like to roll. Didn't a lot of Brewer fans there? Yeah. There were, there were some on TV when they were cool. showing they were going around. The ball started to roll a little bit there towards that, that foul line, uh, but then stopped. Uh, and they, they get the run in, and they take the lead. Devin Williams comes in after um, and shuts the door down or shuts the door on the San Francisco Giants. Brewers get the win in the first of a four game series against the San Francisco Giants. Brewers and Giants back at it again tonight uh, as well. Now, uh, this is the thing um, Craig Council talked uh, after the game. Oh, boy. Right. Uh, and w- one of the things uh, he talked about was Devin Williams uh, and how well uh, he's been pitching. Um, and how well uh, you know he pitched again last night and listen closely yeah I mean I mean what he's doing is is incredible um, it's it's dominating really um, I mean he, he's he's an elite reliever in the game not, not the league in the game he's an elite reliever not in the league not just the national league well, is it- the game meaning both leagues combined and he's not an all-star wait a minute now he might have Giving himself some wiggle room with this one. He didn't give himself wiggle room because we talked about this last time. I know, but I've changed. Uh huh. Mm. I've evolved. You've evolved. Uh, Waffle, maybe? Plug me up to the wall. Yeah, this is a spin. You're right. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. I'm going to spin it. Yeah, this is is definitely spin cycle. I think this is the first spin cycle we've had since I started working here. Yeah. 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 Because this one's going to be a big one. People are going to roll their eyes on this one. Yeah. He kind of gave himself out. He said reliever and didn't say closer. It's a big difference from reliever to closer. Well, technically he's not their closer, so he can't say closer. Right. right. So we can't get rid of hate of that. Oh, no, you're back to that now. Yeah. See, I wanted to find a landing spot. So, oh, he gone. Right. Yeah, because you coach talking that like yeah. that. That's just like telling Brett Favre, it's great. And now you've Matthew changed your Matthew back is fire. Right. Now you, you can't go back. Now you've changed your mind. Right. So now I got to. I, well, we did the whole spin thing. I'm telling you I'm spinning it. Yeah, yeah. So I know. you should give me some space to spin it. He said reliever. So... 
that gives him, hey, I never said we're going to trade Hayter. I mean, I just, I'm pumping up my player. He is a reliever. He's not a closer. May may turn into the closer we deal Hayter. Mm-hmm. But I get, he gave himself some wiggle room. Todd Rosiak, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, uh, posted a video of Devin Williams last night and some of the stuff he had to say mm-hmm. after the game, one of which uh, was Devin Williams talking about not being an all-star. Leading up to all-star, that's going to be sort of I mean, the last two months didn't help. <laughs> I, I have to keep doing it and doing it again Pretty and again. Much. No. Fine. No. I mean, obviously, you're having like an all-star type season. So. No, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't have any control over that. All I can do is keep putting up zeros, and that's where my head's at. If I don't get to go, I don't get to go, you know, but it is what it is. See, I would want to smoke on that. He's got to. He's got to be frustrated, though. No, but I would because want... if he's the closer of this team, you know, he's he's, a a, he's in the All Star game. But because he's a setup guy and not the closer, oh, he gets held back. But that's well, but it's true. Have they made the final picks yet? Yeah, they made the picks. Oh, and it's now, over. Can't, and now there's can't... and now there's substitutes as well. So now so he you're, can still be. Yeah, he might still be able to get in if somebody right. bails. So that's why I said, if I was him, I would want. It was a great question, by the way. I don't know who asked. I'd like to give him credit because she followed up. Because players will tell you what they're thinking and they want to say. You know what I'm saying? No. So okay, I don't. So players will tell you what I'm thinking, but what I really want to say is I ain't I ain't did enough. Right. All I can do is put up zeros. You know. That's he what gave he her said. a little of that. Yeah, but he really thinking like. Hey, man. He should just say, yes, I'm an all-star, and I expect to be one of the reserves. That's what, Lee Rimmel taught me that. Don't confuse people. Get in and out. Yes, I'm a, I remember I didn't make the Pro Bowl the first time. I had six picks, like six sacks, and didn't make it. He said, don't even worry about it. When they ask you, because I said, what am I supposed to say when the media comes through? Because you know Bob McGinn, don't you think you should have been in the Pro Bowl? He said, Get in and out, make it quick. Yes. Yes. I'm, yeah, I'm supposed to be a pro. And keep it moving. Had he said, yes, I'm an all-star. I've been playing like it. Haven't you looked at the numbers? Maybe I'm not a big name on the big scene, but I am now because I'm in a big market and I just got to save. So, yes, I expect to be one of the reserves. Nothing wrong with that. I'm wrong with that. But no. when you confuse people, like, you know, I want to say the most PC thing, and I want to, I don't want to come off as being arrogant. I know haters sitting right next to me, you know, but it, hey, we're talking about me, right? Yes, I think. And I'm thinking about it. That's not selfish for you to think about the All Star. No. It puts you in a different light. I totally agree. So, uh, more money there too. was Devin Williams talking about his All Star and lack thereof All Star. Uh, being put into the all-star game. We heard from Craig Council talking about Devin Williams. Do they have all-star games for little leagues? They don't do that no more? Yeah. yeah. Do kids get upset if they don't make it? Um, I don't know. Maybe you could tell me in the break. I don't know. Old Creek, they used to have all-stars. I think they're getting yeah. ready of it now. But oh, they, okay. they've had all-stars for a number of years. And then oh, what okay. it would be would be like the all-stars from like Oak Creek would play the all-stars from South Milwaukee oh, or the all-stars nice. from Greenfield like or whatever. Like and it would be its own little thing after the season is okay. done. they get a few extra games out of it. I like that. For those teams that were deemed all-stars. So they got all-stars. rid of it? Um, I think they're going to be getting rid of it, I think, maybe possibly. Oh, yeah. so the coaches will vote? And... I don't even know how that whole process worked, to be honest oh, with you. Okay. 
but yeah, that was that was that was kind of part of the deal. Uh, okay, coming up next, uh, I want to play this clip again from Uh-oh. Craig Carlson. Uh oh. Within this clip, Which he talks. One? He's asked about you know, I didn't feel like a playoff atmosphere, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he got into talking about runners in scoring position, which Leroy has been uh, all over all I week. We've been talking about it. I love it. And his answer uh, didn't make me. Very, I like that. His answer didn't make me very happy. And there will be no spin cycle <laughs> for me. That is next on the Wendy's Big Show. Wisconsin wide, the Big Show Radio Network. But what I really want to know. Wendy's Big Show, served up hot and fresh. Download that Wendy's app today. Got that store locator. And find out wherever the nearest Wendy's may be. That's probably one of my favorite things. On that road trip, or if you travel for business and you're always in different cities or states, perfect, man. You don't want to miss out on that strawberry frosty at this point, or Dave single combo meal, or whatever the case may be. That's what you want the Wendy's app for. Plus, you want the Wendy's app to save yourself some money, too, right? Every time you get food, you get that QR code scanned uh, before you pay for it at the restaurant. Uh, and that way, you accumulate points. Once you accumulate points, you can get different things for free uh, with your points. Plus, they give you offers within the Wendy's app, which doesn't affect your points at all. So, you can use a reward and an offer on the same bill. So, you can save yourself twice uh, instead of just once when you go to Wendy's. It is Thanks. simply amazing. Download the Wendy's app today, uh, and you will thank us later, I promise. All right, so uh, Steve Sparky, Fiverr, Leroy Butler, the Pro Football Hall of Famer, uh, talking uh, about the Brewers getting the win yesterday. Brewers hit three games up uh, as they get another game coming up tonight in San Francisco. Yesterday after the game, uh, they were talking to Craig Counts about how it kind of maybe felt like a playoff feel, a little bit more intensity to the game, uh, and so forth. Uh, and this is what the Brewers skipper had to say afterwards. Yeah, no, it, it was. It was, you know, games here are, you know, I feel like night games here are the runner in scoring position games. You know, you got you to do something when you get men on base. Um, and it's hard because the homer is, is, is harder here at night. And, um, you know, it was good pitching tonight. It was some... You know, the bullpens for both teams did a pretty good job. Um, that was a good, good baseball game. What's wrong with that, Steve? What's wrong with it, Leroy? Oh, He's when he brought up runners in scoring position. Oh. I'll play it from that point. The runner in scoring position games, you know, you got you to do something when you get men on base. Um, and it's hard because the homer is, is, is harder here at night. And... Um, <laughs> You're laughing because you know. <laughs> you know. So, again, those of you that always say, what did you want him to say? I'll tell you what I yeah, wanted. Yeah, what did you want him to I'll, say, Steve? I'll tell you what I wanted him to say. I want, if you want to bring because nobody asked him about running for scoring position. He volunteered that. Probably because he listened to, to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You and Buttertight, he's jealous, so now he wants to talk with you more because you helped out <laughs> win a championship. I understand. So, again, we start talking about runners in scoring position. So he brings it up fine. But instead of going, well... And I meant it's it's tough to hit homers here, so I don't know what we're gonna do. Instead of going down that road, mm-hmm. it could just have been, 
Man, with runs in scoring position in games like this, we have to be better. We can't be having bases loaded and nobody out and not being able to get a run in with a sacrifice fly or hitting it to the other side or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. We struggle in that area, and that's something we're going to have to improve on You know, if we want to go far this season. We have to improve in that area. The word home run or words never should have ever came up when talking about runners in scoring position because really at the end of the day, that's the lottery ticket. Yeah, boy, if everything goes right, he hits a grand slam. Perfect. Great. But that's the lottery ticket. Realistically, though, uh, a ground out maybe gets a run in. Uh, a sacrifice fly maybe gets a run in. We get a walk. We squeeze get a run play. in. God forbid they try to butt, but sure. Yeah, let's play. say they try that and get a run in. Yeah. There's different ways to get runs in other than the home run. The fact that he even brought it up drives me absolutely insane. <laughs> and I didn't hear Tim last night because I was sleeping. After the game got done, I turned it off went to bed. But I, I don't know if he caught that, and I don't know if he went off about that last night, but I, I, I'll be very disappointed if he didn't because that's the type of 2022 stuff yeah. that managers say that drive him crazy and I think drive me crazy at the same point. When you played, because I always hear Gary complaining about it, but when you played, was there anything that kind of maybe drove you nuts the longer you got into your career about how the game changed and you're like, man, this crap didn't, it wasn't happening when I got in the league. Mm. And, and now we got, I mean, I can obviously think of one for sure, but mm. well, is there anything like that where well, the if, longer you were in the game, how it changed? Yeah, the five yard, you couldn't touch them at five yards. I mean, back in the 80s and 90s, you can, man, you can do whatever. You can jam him and kind of carry him up and still kind of, kind of just like basketball, the hand check. Right. They got rid of it. Couldn't do it, got yep. rid of it. Then I'm like, I was like, you know, Mr. Boston, that was David Boston. His dad was like the Damn good receiver. Cardinals. Whew. Yeah, and he went to Ohio State, too. I yeah, think. sure did. His dad was a – and I used to ask him in training camp, I'm like, what – we're messing football up, man. Y'all let y'all basically tell us that you want these gazelle fast guys that we can't even jam them. Boston and, was fast and physical. Right. And the guy throws you down, yep. and you don't. Then Irving will push off. So I knew the, the game was going to change a little bit, but I also knew what we were good at because you're like, I know if you look at M Fam Field, American Family Field, you think home runs. So when we play the Raiders, they're going to throw it deep. So it was no problem hearing the owner Al Davis say, you know. Just win. The thing about it, they, had, he wants to throw it they had Willie Gull, James Jett. Yes. I mean, they just Ronaldo Nehemiah. Yes. They, they were they always it, speed guys. They're throwing it down the field. So when you hear him say home run, he's kind of thinking out loud. They lost him. We're built for home runs. So when he says that, that's what I'd be telling Matt LaFleur. Don't even, I agree with, don't even say home run. Do he not. was good right at that point. Because it opens up all the people, the critics, is thinking you got to win a certain type of way, which is five of the options. But at the one swing of the bat, shout out to Doug Melvin, we up three. But that's usually how it goes, right? When yes. they hit home runs in games, they yes. win. When the, I don't, somebody should find that stat. They're top eight. Hey, I see if you can find that 10. stat. What's the Brewers' record when they hit a home run in a game versus the Brewers' oh, right. record when they don't hit a home right. run? Right, that's a good That's a good. I'd like look to know if that stat exists, I'm sure. They're in the top ten. Um, because when they played Minnesota, they were in the both of them were in the top eight, and so when you went over it uh, magnificently, I don't know if that's a word. It is the the Yankees. 
they got Judge. Dude, and they're the at other the guy, top, man. Top guy, and home run, Stanton. Stanton. Rizzo. They swing for the fence. I mean, it's a, it's a name a lineup. Bunch of home runs. But they benefit off their home runs. Yeah. It just seemed like – and, and Gary says this all the time. Council is struggling – to win these 50 games is a struggle. You gotta, it should be easier. You know, we got to remember, too, when they built that park for the Brewers, mm-hmm. Yount designed the, the the layout for the wall. Who's that? Robin Yount. 19? He did the layout. And Shout then, out to 19, though, man. And then, uh, leaping uh, Lemonade Vodka that's out. Got to try that. Never heard of it. Yeah. But but they... Hey, AR, they, uh, cut his mic off. Yount came up with it, and they changed it. that. Yeah, because they changed it. Okay. So originally, if you go back to that first year, yeah, I, I I think it was the way he had it the first year. But eventually, they changed it. They moved the walls in, and then they okay. took right field and they completely moved that way in and made that a group area. Remember? Right. But Leroy, when he made the wall design and the depth design, it was meant because he wanted more triples. He thought mm-hmm. triples are the most exciting play in baseball. Okay. He didn't design it. And again, at that point, we didn't know how the, the ball was going to carry. But the jig-jagginess of how that off-field wall was yeah. originally set up was yeah. to get the caroms, to get the ball rolling into the outfield, to get a carom this way or that way, to allow more base running and opportunities for doubles and triples. Right. That's what he was trying to get done in that whole thing when he did it. Okay. But again, they then decided, nope, we're changing it. Um, and they did change it, and you know now it's just a— uh, it's just a home run haven uh, at this point, and I, well, I supposed to be. And what what sure. what you'll find out is if you do your studying of ballparks because they actually have this now too, right? Uh, okay. This ballpark uh, is neutral. It's oh, not right, really right, an advantage. Right. Yeah, yes. What yes. a bunch of hogwash that crap yes. is. Uh, and the reason it is is well, yeah. Oh, you got how big good, wall and Fenway. How good is the pitching for the home team? That's going to yeah. dramatically change the home runs in yeah. that park. Yeah. If you've got really good pitching, that's not giving up home runs. Is it the park or is it the pitching that's really good? Right. right? The pitchers know it's where you hit home runs at. Now, too. in Colorado, okay, that's different. That's atmospheric and so forth. The ball does carry the better ball, in Colorado, yeah, right? Care, okay, yeah. so no argument there. I'm with you on that. Yeah. But but some of these other places where they want to put these these numbers on ballparks and well, Tampa Bay, I'm sure the they hitters or not. But that, that, yeah. But Fenway got the big wall, right? The Green Monster. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot, but it comes back. I mean, I don't know the rules for when it bounces and comes back or when it hits the top if it's a home run at some of these other parts. But you're right about that because we have Tony going junior on and some of these other guys, Tim Dillard. They all know the parks that gives up a lot of home runs and where at. Sure. Like I never heard the word short porch before until Gary told me about it. Really? Never heard it, never heard it before. Huh. And I'm a Phil Gardner guy, okay? I just don't know all y'all baseball technology. But to win these 50 games, if I go to just drive up to somebody on the north side, east side, west side, hey, do you think, does it feel like, just tell me what it feels. Don't look at your phone. Does it feel like the Brewers are first place team? They'll probably say no. No. No, it definitely does not. Could they, they, I totally they agree just, with you. They're it so good on the road and so bad at home. And like, they make a bunch, yeah. they make some questionable plays. Uh, for instance, last night, Caratini yeah. missed a, a ball that was, I thought, was a relatively close play for a strike or whatever else. Yeah. Wasn't in the dirt. Nothing like that. Just a straight pass ball. Just missed it. Went yeah. off went off his glove, went to the backstop, scored a run. Giants scored one of their oh. two runs oh, on yeah, that play. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw a replay. Next, next, was it the next pitch or two pitches later, guy ropes a base hit, scores the other run. And that was the two runs that the Unearned. Giants had. Unearned. Now, now yeah. realistically, 
that would have been probably would have scored probably both runs maybe on that base hit, mm-hmm. but I don't think it would have. I'm trying to think back of that runner. Was that second before that ball went past or not? I think that runner was at first, moved to second mm-hmm. on that pass ball by Caratini. And you could just tell Caratini's face, even with the mask on, that he was just devastated that he allowed a ball that is catchable 99 out of 100 times. Well, he blinked once. That, that, right, that, yeah, that, that he got happen. bottom. But it's that type of stuff. Colton Wong not being great defensively at second base. It's like the first year of his career. He hasn't been great, and it's this year right now. He's won a gold glove, right? Yes. Yeah. He's one of the worst defenders in baseball right now. I mean, that, he's banged up, though. That is just crazy. He's how Plus all the injuries and everything else that have occurred. Yeah. And yet you sit here and, like we said, three games up in first place. Yeah. And you're gonna be Thank in, you, Cardinals. Again, regardless of what happens, if they lose the next three, Cardinals win the next three, worst case, they're tied for first at the All-Star break. Right. So no matter what, they're going to be in first place at the All-Star break with a couple months to go and the trade deadline coming up on August 2nd. You, which is amazing considering everything that's went sideways on him. Sure. Now, you talked about Willie Adonis. That's my favorite player. Okay. Hmm. So, if he can get to 260, they're going to be close to beating everybody. But Luis Urias. Another one. If he's healthy. Because people, I don't know, because they don't think he has power. He's going to see a lot of fastballs. Because they're going to pitch Rowdy Tellis differently, Steve. And then after the All Star break, because he got him, he was hitting what, what like six, seven? Maybe he used to be up like four, mm-hmm. five. But he, you know, things change. They're not going to give him these pitches to hit, so he's a home run hitter. But They're Roddy tell us, Roddy tell us hasn't hasn't been playing all that well. I mean, he's another one. He had that, a pretty good game for the last month. Uh, remember re- one day he was hot. One series he was hot. Tyrone Taylor was hot. Everybody has a series. Tyrone Taylor, that, by the way, going on a rehab assignment to Nashville. Oh, good. It seemed like every series, one or two guys carry you. And I'm hopeful it's Willie Adonis for the next three games in San Francisco. And McCutcheon is a grown man that's been very steady. He leads the team, I think, at 256 going into the week at batting average. Yellich should be healthy enough. Who scored the winning run, by the way? I don't know why they're carrying three catchers, but I think that Omar, I think they're going to probably trade him, Steve. I think they're going to trade him, but then... Three catchers. They had Feliciano up, the fourth catcher, (laughs) that they were teaching. He's not going to play. They're just going over how to play better defense and call better games defensively for him. They brought him up before the All-Star break. (laughs) To my point, I think Omar is out of here soon. Well, we'll see. Uh, Roddy Tellez, in the month of July. Again. Just take the money. That's 15 Today's, days. July's July 15th. July 15th. Payday for a lot of people. He has hit two homers, seven RBIs. He's hitting 156. Mm. His on-base percentage is 240. Wow. And his slugging is 311. That's now, not good. In the month of July, or in June, I should say, he had 239. With a 333 on base percentage, that's not horrible. 333 on base percentage, uh, and he had five homers and 12 RBIs. Oh, so his best on, month is May. Yeah, May he was on fire. He had six homers, 24 RBIs, hit 255. Oh, he was on fire. He was on fire. Yeah, you got to have him because you awful. have so many right-handed pitchers. But he's going to be DH, so that would mean McCutcheon will have to play in the center field, and he has been. So, yep, yeah, but Renfro, you got to get him health, healthy. Because he hits a lot of home runs. When he came in, I said, okay, that's a good gig because he hits home runs. When they got Jackie Bradley Jr., that was for defense. They want to be a defensive-minded team, which is fine. 
Keston Hero, he'll be coming back soon. Let's I'm talk sure. about McCutcheon real quick. We've got to get yeah, to a break. Get to McCutcheon. McCutcheon hit 194, the 237 on base percentage in May. Remember, he was horrible. Yeah, he had a bad right? start. We get then to June. He hits 315, 411 on base, 500 slugging, four homers, 15 RBIs that month. We come back to July. He's hitting 292 in the month of uh, July with a couple of home runs, uh, 314 on base percentage. He's had one he's bad, a, horrible team, bad month. but Yeah, he's a team MVP right now. Just insane, the difference yeah. between May and then you follow up with June and July. He has been Thanks. playing really good, unlike Adamas, unlike Rowdy Tellas, yeah. and some of these other cats uh, at this moment in time. Michael Jordan had some interesting comments about Major League Baseball. We'll get into that oh coming up next here on the Wendy's Big Show. Don't forget the wait is over. Wendy's Summer Strawberry Chicken Salad is back, and it's the event of the summer, featuring freshly prepared ingredients like a mix of salad, greens grilled chicken double it up if you're Leroy yes, oven sir. baked crispy applewood smoked bacon candied almonds Italian cheese blend and to top it all off fresh summer strawberries mm-hmm. all beautifully tossed together and served with a side of sweet champagne vinaigrette only at Wendy's don't miss the fan favorite the summer strawberry chicken salad choose wisely choose, choose Wendy's, Wendy's. you're listening to the big show radio network Big show, serving up hot and fresh. See Sparky Fiber, Leroy Butler, the Pro Football Hall of Famer, inventor of the Lambo Leap, number 36, number one in your hearts. That's right. Nick Collins get any uh, residual from you going to the Hall of Fame wearing the same number, you think? No. You know, you know something? I, no, you don't get none of that. don't get none about that. I don't know, man. Nick Collins may, may have pushed it over the top for you wearing 36, trying to bring in light to how great you were when he played and how great he was. I love seeing that number. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I'm, they don't have to retire that. I like seeing it. No, no they should retire that. Some of the yeah, people that have worn 36 since then have not been as great. Uh, joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline, former Packers offensive lineman Tony Mould. Schneider's hiring drivers right now. For more info, call them 844-PRIDE. Go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. Tony's on the road trip across Wisconsin with a bunch of other former Packer players, including Packers president and CEO Mark Murphy. Tony, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Of course. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Doing Tony. really good, man. So, h- how you been liking this road trip across Wisconsin? Are you going to some some places maybe you've never been and found some new places you like? Oh, most definitely. Uh, you know, I never spent time on the west side of the state. Mm-hmm. You know, that's basically where we're staying, and and it's just been absolutely incredible. I mean, just just gorgeous, gorgeous properties and land everywhere, and and these towns are just. Like I'm, I'm blown away. And, you know, for us, when we played football, I mean, the focus was in Green Bay. And we might slip away to go to Milwaukee for a night or two. But, you know, to spend time over here, I'm I'm – I'm excited to come back. That's all I got to say. That's awesome. You know, Tony, we had, uh, we've had Tremont Williams on, uh, obviously. Wellsy. Uh, and Scott Wells Scott on Wells. yesterday. And sure. Wells ended up going yeah. and playing uh, – uh, later in his career with the Rams, and he pretty much just said, right. like, nobody ever really wants to leave Green Bay by choice. Normally everybody wants to stay, exactly. and normally you don't get the choice to leave. <laughs> yes, you sure. ended up going to Baltimore uh, and San Diego. What were those experiences like uh, in comparison to what it was like in Green Bay? You know, I was I was devastated when I got traded to Baltimore, and uh, it seemed like everyone else was too, and it was, it was obviously a major business decision. 
but, you know, I had to make the best of my situation if I wanted to keep playing football and, you know, tried to find out what could I do in Baltimore to, to make a career there. And, but ultimately, you know, when you, when, you, when you think of family within the locker room, within the team, uh, in the organization, it just it was never the same as it was here in Green Bay. And, you know, and it's one of those things that's like you're trying to figure out, like, how do I make this like Green Bay and everywhere I played? And, uh, you know, the, and the guys were great. You know, we were able to win games when I was in Baltimore and San Diego. But it was just ultimately it was just it was never the same as playing for the Packers. Yeah, Tony, how you doing? Leroy Butler. Here's what I love. Hey, what you, uh, good to talk to you, my brother. This, here's what I love about what you guys are doing. First of all, you're the only organization, the Packers are the only organization that you can go meet your owners. I mean, these people are stockholders. Yeah. <laughs> but I used to love meeting veterans. Uh, where you went to schools. Right. Uh, you guys went to Rawhide, uh, children's hospitals. Can you just tell me about, as you say, sometimes when you're playing, you don't get a chance to see all of the beautiful state. Just tell me about some of the fans that you've interacted with, you and some of the other guys. Yeah, no, you hit it. You hit it perfectly. I mean, you, we, we've been going to a bunch of different high schools that are either nice. in, uh, doing, doing summer school or they're doing some type of summer workout and getting to just talk to kids about what their future ambitions are and how to stay focused and and uh, find that drive to continue to get better. Um, but then at the same time, you know, which, which that's great. I, I love doing anything for kids. I mean, that's, that's the most important thing, you know, that I feel, you know, we can do is help other, other people see their future. And, you know, but at the same time, you know, getting to go to the vet's home, getting to go to different places like retirement communities and just hanging with true uh, locals and hearing their stories and their excitement for someone like myself, you know, I, I'm an offensive lineman that played here 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for, for, or it feels like 10 years ago, but it's, you know, it, it's still, it's, it's an incredible experience that I don't get to do anymore. And so, you know, the way that this organization works, keeping alumni involved and allowing us to come and share our stories, it's so special. And it's something I'm always going to be able to hold on to and, get, and hopefully continue to be a part of, you know, into the future. Um, now that I have kids and they're seeing my involvement and, and giving back and, and doing things like this. And, you know, it's, it's, it's ultimately, it's, it's, it's just as good as being on the team as being involved as an alumni. Yeah. Along with Tony, you got Mike Neal, James Starr, Jason Spitz, Scott Wells, and uh, of course, Martin Murphy. These guys, but here's what Tony, what I loved about this. Now, when I did this a few years back, the buses, not as good as the one y'all got, okay? This thing yeah, is yeah. fire. It's amazing. So please thank the driver, because I always thank the driver, because they don't get a – but to drive you guys around with that kind of uh, – I mean, that's if you ever seen – if you if you're anywhere in the state and you see these guys pull up, I think it's truly amazing. My question is, the Mike McCarthy era and, you know, being there, you know – Back when it was a, you know, at the cusp of, you know, trying to get to a Super Bowl and trying to put teams together, how loose was that uh, locker room and the locker room, uh, the the uh, meeting rooms when you were in the lineman sure. room? You know, I, it was such a great experience coming in. You know, because I came from a smaller D one school. Yep. Uh, you know, they you know, out of University of Nevada, and uh, you know, showing up to Green Bay and 
you know, and it was, it was truly ran like a business, which I loved. You know, it was, it was you know, Mike McCarthy, how he kind of built the, the, and organized the team was, hey, come in, get your work done, get yourself prepared for the game. And if you can't do that, then we're going to replace you, which a normal business would do. And, you know, that allowed us to prepare in a way to stay loose and do things what we needed to do. And, you know, and it showed time and time again, the team just got better and better and better, mm-hmm. you know, because when the Sherman era was ended, you know, they had an unfortunate four and 12 season. And it just seemed like every single year under McCarthy, we got better and better and better and better. And, you know, ultimately within two years, now we're competing and going for the title. And, you know, you can't ask for anything better than that. And, and when I went to yeah. Baltimore, it was a totally different type of setting. And we weren't treated that way. And it was even just like that with the coaching staff there. It was just like, oh, man, I am, <laughs> I am missing Green Bay. <laughs> right. Now, now, Tony, you got on one day, you had on some khaki shorts and some tube socks right up, right up on your calf. You look like a coach. I mean, are you yeah. – and do you even fold your arms like coaches do when they're looking to yell at players? Is coaching in your future? And then my second question – Mike Neal looks like a like he's one of these bodybuilders, man. This guy's just jacked up, man. Yeah, yeah, no. Hey, you know, he's he's such a great guy, but nobody wants to stand next to him because he's right. so much out of you know? <laughs> No, but yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I I like I said. I mean, I think one of the best gifts now is the ability to work with the youth and yep. help them find their future. And you know, and I and to me, that's what coaching's all about. Um, you know, I don't. I don't know if I have a passion to coach football, but, uh, you know, I'm definitely involved in my hometown, you know, with the kids and, um, I'm coaching my kids in all their different sports and, uh, you know, just really trying to enjoy it. And, you know, ultimately, you know, the, the desire to compete and, and, and become better. And it's such a, a great story that, you know, we have the ability to kind of tell these kids and, and, and help them just push harder than they've ever felt that they can ever push. And, you know, because we get to say, we, we did it. We were at the top. We played in the NFL. This is what it takes. And it's such a, an amazing um, thing to be able to do for kids mm-hmm. that, you know, a typical parent coach can't just go do. And, um, you know, and it, so it's important. I and mean, when you see these kids just get lifted up and all of a sudden they understand it, it, it finally clicks and then they get into the game and then they put it into motion and make it work. And then they come over and they're just so enlightened that they figured it out and how to do it. And, you know, it's, it's such an incredible thing, but I don't know if I can do it further than that. Uh, you know, my, my com- competitive bonus is, is pretty much stops at that point. You know, I just, I'm really enjoying kind of being the family man now and uh, running okay. my business back home and, well, and that's it. Let me ask you this now. Hey, we Steve, got 30 seconds, man. Okay. Real quick. Does Steve like to yell kind of parent? When your kid is playing, are you are you just sit back and let the coach? You don't get involved, or you one of these involved parents like Steve to run out on the field and like getting you know you're not like that, are you? No, no, no. I'm not a big yeller. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I get loud, uh, but I, I like mm-hmm. to communicate, and I, I'd rather see the kids do it without having to be that aggressive and in, in, in coaching, and kind of have make sure that they're prepared to where 
you can just celebrate nice. with them instead of be yelling and screaming. <laughs> See, Steve, you can take that from Tony. That's right. Got walk home. Tony Moles, <laughs> former Packer offensive Thanks lineman. Thanks a lot, Tony. Enjoy really appreciate it. On the Wendy's Big Show. Tony, thanks so much for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. You bet take you. Care, take buddy. care. There he is, Tony Mole, as they travel and make their road trip across the beautiful state of Wisconsin on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider Tiring Drivers right now. For more info, call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE. Go to schneiderjobs.com. I really wish we had more time because <laughs> I, know, I right? wanted his thoughts <laughs> on what's going on in college football being oh, from Nevada yes, and watching yes. USC and UCLA. Yes, but yes. we ran out of time. Back yep. after this. Border to Border, the Big Show Radio Network. All the small things, true care, truth brings. Winnie's Big Show, served up hot and fresh. Steve Sparky, Fiverr, Leroy Butler, and those strawberry frosties at Wendy's are on point. Rich, creamy, thick. Straw ain't going to cut it. Got to have a spoon, Leroy. And they're only here for a limited time. So when it comes to Frosties, Frosty time, choose wisely, choose Wendy's. Limited time only. Pretty sure I'm going there tonight for Frosties. Can all but guarantee it that that's happening tonight. And uh, you got some stuff going on today with Wendy's, too. Yeah, shout out to Wendy's. Uh, Keisha and uh, Angie, she's the GM over there. Her and Keisha, they're going to bring over some uh, strawberry salads and Frosties for the media. People at 3 o'clock for my media day for my... uh, football camp so i really appreciate that so we'll be taking some pictures putting them on social media to remind everybody for dinner you got to pick up one of these strawberry salads man it's unbelievable so you got uh, like grab bags for the media guys that come yes, to do this yeah, yes, yeah. little grab bags yeah. spectrum yeah. news one is coming of course oh nice fire yeah that'll be good ask him what yeah. happened with the bally's broadcast last night i'm not doing that because bally's threw them under the bus and said it was spectrum's it's fault it's just camera guys let spectrum reporters. come back and say it wasn't our fault it was bally's fault yeah, I'm not doing you could that. start you could you could start no. a whole bunch of drama now, why would I want to do that? I don't know. Back after this. <laughs> this uh, actually, on uh, Monday, we'll be back with Kurt Holman, Walkie Journal, Sutton, Talking Brewers Baseball.